Greetings, troubled listeners, and welcome to the Troubled Men podcast. I am Renee Komen, sitting with my co-host, the original troubled man for troubled times, future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Thank you. Future chief of police, maybe. Okay, sure. Did you hear we'll about switch that? Switch it up. No, no, please. No, uh, our chief of police of uh, the city of New Orleans has decided to quit. Really? He's taking on a bigger and bolder gig. He's going to Baltimore. Okay. Of all well, places. That's a challenge. Good luck to him. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. a nice town, but uh, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's, it's got its challenges. I got a haircut there once. Yeah, how was that? Yeah. It was okay. About the same. Yeah. Same, same as always. Yeah, same as always. <laughs> the guy here in New Orleans, it was okay. You know, those women at Supercuts, you know, they're, they're pretty much all the same. No, but yeah, he just, didn't you hear tonight? He just no, said no. he was like, I'm leaving New Orleans to become the chief of police of Baltimore. And, um, and of course, it's like, you know, who's going to replace him okay. here in, in our city? Right. Um, I'm sure they'll have some flunky that they're waiting in the wings that, uh, you know, has some political connections. Well, I, told La- I, told La- I called LaToya like 20 minutes ago. Okay. I said, I'm, I'm down. You said you're available. Yeah, yeah I'm available. So that's good you. to know, Manny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've used handcuffs before. Right. You're familiar with, <laughs> you know, with handcuffs. Right. There you go. And I've been arrested. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you know, so that you bring a unique yeah. perspective to the whole yeah, operation. Yeah, you know, and, um, I, and I, I, I love chaos. Yes. So, uh, and in fact, it's the new year, and we've got to get back up our number, our murder rates back up. We've got to get them back up. Yeah. yeah. It was like the lowest last year since like the 70s. Like, you know, Ray Nagin used to say that was part of the brand, you know, like the, yeah. the, the high murder Where rate. Where is he? You know? Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe uh, he's he might sitting get there out going, can I get some more pudding? <laughs> <laughs> he's sitting in this prison in Dallas or somewhere, <laughs> wherever the fuck he is. Oh, I don't know, geez. North Texas, yeah. asking for more pudding. But yeah, uh, um, yeah, so that's what's going on with me. And, and how are you doing? Um, I'm good, man. I was actually uh, in New York for Saturday and Sunday playing some dates up there as uh, part of a convention, kind of music convention. I was with uh, John Papagro Band up there and uh, played Brooklyn Bowl the first night. And uh, the uh, New Orleans Luminary guitar player, uh, Meters guitar player, Leo Nocentelli came and sat in, played three meter songs with us. Oh, okay. And uh, had to, he came to soundcheck and played all three songs. And he's, uh, he's a bit of a stickler, you know? So I kind of knew that ahead of time. So I was like, okay, I really have to have this shit down because otherwise he, this guy could torture me for an hour <laughs> in soundcheck. And he was, I could tell he was ready, you know? He, he's going, he goes, John, do they know the notes? And John's like, yeah. And he goes, all right, let's see if they know the notes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and we and we start playing Sissy Strut, which is like a song that everybody knows how it sounds, and everybody thinks they know the way it goes, but everybody plays it wrong. There's a couple of ways that people consistently play it wrong, so much so that everybody thinks that's how it really goes. Um, but you know, the guys in the meters are like, "That's not it, man." You know, they're because it's their thing, and you know, it's particularly you know, I guess Leo wrote it, and he's he's wants it to be played the way he wrote so it. So kind of like the like Chuck Berry when he just comes to a festival and it's like they hire the, the local band to play, and and they better know it, or Chuck's not going to pay them, kind of stuff. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's it, from what I've heard, uh, you know, the, the, like Chuck is notorious for having bands that don't know it, and and. It just it's whatever it is, you know. He wants to get paid. Whatever right. happens with the band, that's your. Well, business, that's why you know? Keith. Remember that documentary they yes. made. Keith yes. said, 
I, every band he ever had sucked. Right, And right. that's why for that documentary. Because they have no rehearsal. They just yeah, come in. Yeah, they play, yeah. like you're saying, yes. Because, again, the Chuck Berry music is... People, they've heard it so much, it's become such a cliche. They think they know how it goes. Right. But, you know, it's, it's actually very specific. And to make it sound correct, you have to emulate, you know, you have to hit all those But those the best points. part of that documentary was yes, after, like, three weeks of rehearsal, right. they do their big show, right. and Chuck, like, halfway yes. to the first song says to Keith, you know, while they're jamming, let's change it to, like, an E or an <laughs> What's F. What's change key in the yeah. middle, in the middle yeah. thing? And, and Keith is like... No, 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 yeah, no, yeah, no, he, no. I was, I was telling that story today. Because, oh, really? Because something happened in this rehearsal where Leo said, look, let's put this part in where it's like a 7-8 bar and a... And a, and a, and a <laughs> yeah. And, and he's singing it to us, and it's, and it's like, oh, God, this is like a sound check. We got five more minutes. You know, that's like an hour's worth of work to work that, you know, that one section up that's going to have everybody... You know, kind of looking like, what are we? What is this even? The point of this, you know? Right. And, then, and so we were talking about today, and I I referenced that, that very that, scene yeah. in Hail Hail Rock yeah, and Roll, right, where, right. where uh, yeah, he comes Keith over, just basically says, "Wing it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, two weeks of rehearsal, wing uh, it. Well, well but, but yeah. So so Keith reacts to 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 uh, Chuck to Chuck saying that he just shakes his head no <laughs> yeah, really hard live on stage turns away it's like yeah. no no, no. Yeah, I'm not going to let you sabotage after two weeks of rehearsal yes. doing it one way he just right. decides to like just say you know I'm going to fuck with you well yeah you know he's, he's well, well good those, for him yeah yeah well yeah. you know he, he uh, alright listen the holidays are over yes they are but we're, we live in where do we, we live in New Orleans so it's not over it's not uh, no because it's the it's next one is coming up. Segways We're into, into it. Yeah, yeah. It segued into like I thought. I, I woke up. What was it? Sunday morning. I woke up screaming as usual, and I realized I turned on the t- t- television and they were like, "Okay, it's it's King Cake Day. It's King's Day. King's Day. Yes. And everyone's has their cakes and right. all that kind of stuff. Yes. I I don't support having kings. King Cake released before King's Day. Well, I, I, I don't really care for King Cake. I find it very, like, just too sweet. I, I yeah. like it. You know, here's the problem with King Cake of late is they, they want to dress it up too much. They put the filling in. They put the cream cheese in. It ruins it, you know. It's, King Cake is a simple operation, you know. It's, it's cinnamon in the middle, you know, kind of twisted, and then the, the, the uh, sugar on top. Well, yeah, well... I guess I don't know. I'm, I'm not from here. I don't. I just don't get it. I don't really like. I'm not you know, too much. You're not of the a cake sweet. person. Yeah, yeah right. I'm not a cake. I, I, I'm not either. But I do like. I like a, pie. You like pie? Yeah. What's your favorite kind of pie? Um. Well, I can't say that on the air. Caveman. But you know what happens is. This city celebrates all the holidays are over now. Everyone can relax, but you can't relax because they say. Is King Cake, and then there's a Joan of Arc parade. Who I don't know who the hell she is. She's some special girl here. She's I don't French. Know. Yeah, 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 she was French. Yes. Well, and then at the same time, they're trying to promote. Okay, the holiday is over. Now it's a dry January. Oh, it's dry right? January. Have you ever heard of this before? No, no, I think Have that's you, ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's like really a dry January yeah, no, 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 for no. people who who become too gluttonous over the holidays. You okay, know, from Thanksgiving. New Year's. Whereas we're it, just trying to keep it on an even keel. Yeah, you know? well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But dry January. I've never heard of this before. Yeah, neither have yeah. I. Okay. So maybe our guest has. Okay, well, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's get right into the guest. Yeah. He's a super interesting guy. Um, yeah. 
He's a, a fellow I've, I've known a few years. He's, he's incredibly uh, accomplished. He's an actor, singer, musician. He's a, a Broadway actor, a, a Tony Award-winning Broadway actor. Wow. Um, I've, I've seen him in, uh, as, as Juan Perón in Evita. And then yeah. uh, later I saw him in Fun Home, which is a, a really excellent uh, musical based on the, uh, the Alison Bechdel uh, graphic novel. And he has a band, Loose Cattle. They just played a big, big uh, Christmas show here. I don't anyway. like the sound of that, Loose Cattle. Okay, we'll what have to drill mean? down here. We'll, yeah, we're yeah, going to find it all what out. What does so that mean? Without further ado, <laughs> Mr. Michael Cerverus. Welcome. Hey there. Thanks for having is me. Is he pronouncing it right? He is. Oh, and okay, that's, that's a rare thing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it took me a while. I tried yeah. them both, you know. I just... Well, and I have friends who like have known me for a long time, and they'll correct people who are saying it right and uh -huh. say, "No, no, I know him. It's Severus." It's like, "No, it's not. It's Cerverus." But okay. I'll answer. You know, just don't call me late for dinner. There you go. <laughs> no. Now, is that Greek? Is no. That the... Well, it uh, people think it is usually. It's it's actually Italian. It was oh. Cheverizzo when my grandfather came over, and oh, okay. then when he was getting out of the army, the U.S. Army, his army buddies convinced him that he'd have a better time getting a job with no vowel at the end of his name. Okay. So he dropped the ZZO off and put an S on. I think thinking it was going to make it like you know Jackson, but uh -huh. uh, it didn't, didn't, didn't really didn't work. Pan out. No. Is it like Corleone going to Ellis Island? They just changed his name right at Ellis Island. Yeah. Well, the kind best story. Thing. The best story I heard about that. That was uh, a Russian guy who came over, and it was like the end of the day, and the, the Ellis Island guy was just tired and over it, and they didn't speak any English, and he kept asking him what his name was, and they were like, oh, I, you're from Russia, you're the last off the boat, last off. La and so oh. their family name now is Blastoff. Blastoff. Well, it's better than Blastoff, well, I guess. Or Jackoff. Yeah. <laughs> but so you, uh, you, you've been in acting. I kind of I read your bio very briefly earlier tonight, but you've been acting since you were a kid? or? Yeah. I, my dad was a, a university professor, a music professor. So when the, the college that he would be teaching in needed a little kid for the the school play i would be the little kid oh, right. so okay yeah and you know community theater and all of that and i didn't i didn't really start a professional career till after college and stuff but and where'd you go to school um i went to yale undergrad all right yeah. well before that though you went to exeter i did which is I a did. very very elite uh prep high school yeah, I was now, there for two years. I think I was there on some kind of geographic distribution. Uh, oh, is that right? Because <laughs> I was coming from West Virginia. I grew up in West Virginia. Yes, that's, that's another interesting point. So I met you, and I asked you where you're from, and you said West Virginia. And yeah. it just really, I, I was going, I don't know, Michael. I don't know if I believe you. <laughs> so I, I started drilling well, you know, in. If, you know, I if I started talking like this, right, then you right. might have believed me. But, but I, I think my line of questioning was pretty perceptive. Because then I said, well, wait, where are your parents from? Yeah. And you said New York, right? Or well, you, my dad is from Pittsburgh, and oh, okay. my mom is from Pittsfield, Mass. And okay. they met in New York. Though. And I said, well, where did your parents go to school? And you said, yeah. Juilliard. Yeah. I said, okay. <laughs> okay. And I said, then, okay, then where did you go to school? And you said, Yale. <laughs> <laughs> I said, all right, Michael. Well, you may nominally be from West Virginia, but you're not of West Virginia. Well, I, that's, that's the hardest thing for me is figuring out where I am of because I always have felt like a little bit outside of wherever right. I am. And I think that's part of the reason why I've felt so comfortable here in New uh -huh. Orleans because there's, you know, it's kind of everybody in the country, you know, stumbles down the Mississippi and gets dumped out here right. and and i feel like it's it's a place that embraces people from 
wherever you come from. Yes, you know? yes. It's a freaks type operation. <laughs> one of us, <laughs> one of us. You know, if, if, yeah. if you want to come here and be here, then There's you're welcome. obviously something wrong with you. <laughs> right. Welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you started in theater, musical theater, or just that kind of... Uh, I've always yeah, both, been, yeah. you know, uh, I grew up in Los Angeles where you're born into it. You know, everyone has a shot at Hollywood and everyone right. does it in, you know, junior high. And I, I, I had, I, I got some parts here and there and yeah. stuff like that. But I never understood musical theater. I just never understood it, even though, like, I had to do it, like, all through high school and even other stuff. I just don't... Maybe you can explain this to our audience. I just never understood, like... Why people would be talking one minute and then singing and dancing the <laughs> next minute. I'm sure you've heard this question before. Yeah, I mean, and I've asked this question yeah, before yeah. of <laughs> myself and people yeah. around me a lot. Yeah, I just don't get it, you know. I, I just don't get how I could sit there and go, Michael, listen, uh, that fucking bitch over there, you know, she likes you. And then we break into song and dance. <laughs> but if, you, if you had a great song that would, that well, would sit right there, you know, exactly. then you know, it, it might elevate the whole thing. Yeah. Well, look, there's Mickey Rooney on the screen. The, yeah. He's the okay. biggest he degenerate gambler I've ever met in my life. Well, okay. Well. You know, he's on the screen there. But can you explain he, a little well, bit to the audience? Somebody, somebody described it to me once as it's a musical, like a song happens in a musical when when what you need to say is just bigger than than regular words can can handle and you know so it, it, the the way to express the size of what you're feeling has to be with music and that that's that's the closest thing to a, yeah. an explanation i ever heard okay well you know we have the, so much of the american songbook originates in in musicals yeah yeah, yeah i mean Things we think of as standards now you know, came from, from you know, yeah. uh, Irving yes. Berlin. Yes. Or, yeah, yeah that's, and, uh, that's the interesting thing because the, the popular music of the day was theater music. And, and like I, I did Tommy, I did the, the Broadway uh, Tommy. Right. And, and there have been a lot of people who've wanted and hoped for the things that they were writing for the Broadway stage to turn into, you know, chart Atomic. hits. Uh -huh. and, yeah. And, and it just doesn't happen usually. I think the closest in recent memory probably is Hamilton. You know, like that. Okay. That's a show where people who don't like or know anything about musical theater are really into the soundtrack from that from okay. that show. Um, but you know, it doesn't happen usually. Right. But don't you think? I really think in the past ten, fifteen years, don't you think uh, Broadway and Hollywood are running out of ideas? Well, because they keep. Rehashing the same one. Yeah, well, they keep, yeah. uh, you know, like all of a sudden there's Young Frankenstein as a musical, and yeah. you know, and there's yeah. all this stuff. So it's just like, uh, what's going on? You know, is it is yeah. it that Broadway's running out of ideas? I, I know Hollywood's running out of ideas. I think it's just everybody wants to be safe, and nobody, you know, because it costs more and more to do these things. I mean, a Broadway musical budget now is like fifteen million dollars or something. Right. Like. Yeah. So they can't, you know, they don't want to roll the dice on an unknown story, unknown property. But if they've got something that was successful as a movie, and then they'll just throw some songs in it, and they figure our odds are better because right. people already know what it is, right. they already know they like it. You know, I think that's. I, I'm where just it comes waiting from. for Roadhouse to become a musical. The Patrick Swayze. Uh, I can't movie. believe it hasn't been. Yeah, because I think that's one of the greatest, of most violent movies I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. 
And I think it should be a musical. I've never seen it. You never seen Roadhouse? I've not seen Roadhouse. Roadhouse, Renee Coleman. <laughs> okay. Roadhouse came. Patrick Swayze. <laughs> I like your enthusiasm. Yeah. I like the. This came out and, like. And wasn't it? Was it Janet Jones or? You no, know, no, it was. Uh, no, no, no. Who's you're you're on the right girl. Uh, right God damn, I'm not. Gonna, I'll think of her name. Okay. But Roadhouse was this movie where Patrick Swayze comes into this town, this, like, white trash town, uh-huh. and there's this one club that's run by Ben Gazzara. Okay. Oh, ben Gazzara. <laughs> and all and we all love Ben Gazzara. <laughs> yeah, sure. And it's the greatest movie ever because he's the new bouncer at the club. Uh, celebrity and, bouncer. <laughs> yeah. And this movie is so hilarious because people, like, interact, they act with each other, uh-huh. they talk, all of a sudden an argument becomes a, a fist fight. Then the fist fight turns into a knife fight. Oh, the knife fight turns into a gun fight. And all of a sudden, there's just people getting killed everywhere and stuff oh, like that. Man. It's called Roadhouse. I can't believe I missed it. It sounds oh, like oh. my kind of my Now kind just of imagine film. if every one of those fights was a dance number. Right, right. Yeah, right. Well, that's, like, yeah, yeah. It's writing itself. So that's, yes. what, that's what I just brought up. Why isn't Roadhouse a musical? Because I hate you, I hate you. Let's fight, let's fight. La, 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 la. You know... But yeah, no, you've got to check it out. Nation, okay. check out Roadhouse. Okay. Because it's the, it's the funniest fucking movie ever. <laughs> and Patrick Swayze, may he rest in peace. Coming to yeah, a Broadway yeah, yeah. stage. Yeah, he was my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was my Patrick friend. Patrick Swayze yeah, was your friend? Yeah, yeah, he was my friend. Well, so, so Michael, uh, just backtracking to your time at Yale, um, so I also saw that you were a member of Skull and Bones. <laughs> Secret well, Society. You are the of first Secret I, Society member. Well, now maybe. I have to leave the room. Okay, because right? <laughs> I brought it. Up. Get out right now. Dude. Get out. Well, you know we're here at the exclusive, so it feels. No, no, you know, we're not, Michael. We're in I, the ring room. We're at the ring room. <laughs> the ring room. Okay, yeah. gotcha. All right. We're gonna See, I'm not very good with yeah. being yeah. Secret Society. Yeah. How did you even pass the test? Yeah. Yeah. Well, but yes, I think that's a first for the Troublemen podcast to, to have a, a secret society member, at least one who puts it on, on his website. So. Uh, well, I didn't put it on my website. Okay. Somebody, <laughs> else, somebody else, else did. did. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't have a website. I, I don't know what websites are. But anyway. Um, but you've seen some. Yeah, I've seen websites. Yeah. Well, mostly seen, porn. Yeah, mostly porn. The ones that... Um, Use the pegging. Pegging's a big thing. In I don't porn. know, man. All right, all right. Well, we'll talk about know, that later. I don't know. Yeah, he's a happily married man. <laughs> I don't I know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but um, you know what pegging is. <laughs> listen, listen. This guy told Just me our last Stop. episode. Right. This guy, we were talking about uh, Bob Einstein who died. Yes, uh, Super Dave. Super Dave. And then you you mentioned that Jack Klugman had died. Yes. Yeah. He died like eight years ago, man. Okay. Well, I was h- partially right. <laughs> he's still he's still, <laughs> still processing. It. Like, <laughs> he's still, yeah, yeah. I was still like, dead. we made a big tribute to Jack Klugman. And he died like six, seven years ago. I don't know. Ago. Maybe I was reading yeah, an old you know, newspaper yeah, or you, something. You know, I, an old magazine yeah. at the doctor's it's office. It's like, what the hell are you talking? Because I actually I said because I went home after that last episode going. Going, wait a minute, he's wrong about this. This guy died years ago. And we made a huge, we killed like five, ten minutes. You're not talking. the only person I told about Jack. Yeah, Jack Klugman's yeah. untimely yeah, death yeah. this week either. Yeah, so it, was hey, like, it was untimely whenever it happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there ever a timely death? Not yeah. for Jack Klugman. Not, not no. for. I played uh, the With Kennedy yourself? Center yesterday. Oh, oh did you Kennedy the Millennium Center? Stage? I sure did. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, I did that once too. That's really cool. It's really that? nice. He's yeah. dead, isn't he, Kennedy? Kennedy's still dead. Still dead. Well. Okay. Yes, yeah. yes. Right. Um, Him and Jack Klugman. Yeah, and Jack Klugman. <laughs> They're playing P knuckle in heaven right now. <laughs> I don't know if those are related, but they both are dead. 
Yes. Um, um, it's, that's great, though. The, the, the big stage, like, in the, in the atrium kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, the grand foyer. Yeah. Yes. And is it still, like, a free it's show? Free. And, they have yeah. a show every day, 6 yeah. to 7 o'clock. Yeah. And Even with the government shutdown? Even with the government shutdown. Really? It, uh, we were, when, when, we, when that happened, there was some concern, you know. Right. I was like, well, is this even, this gig still on? I guess, you know. Some of these. Well, uh, you brought your gun, didn't you? Uh, I don't think you can bring a gun into a federal facility like Especially that. Especially not at Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's nice. They have like two cameras shooting yeah. you. They put it up on the you know the website. They put yeah. it up on YouTube, and you have a beautifully shot, you know, beautifully recorded yeah. uh, performance. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so who'd you perform with? With uh, John Papa Grow Band. Who, who's he? So John Groh, he, he had the band uh, Papa Grow's Funk for I have no many idea years. who you're talking They're about. They're a pretty popular band. Really? He's, a, great. he's a great uh, piano player, organ player. He, he's uh, a student of uh, all the, the Professor Longhair style. Mm-hmm. You know, who's Dr. Professor John. Longhair? Manny, I can't. I don't have time <laughs> to coach you up on all this. All right, Professor well, Longhair is, yeah, yeah, Professor Long. he's only been here for 20 years. Um, Professor Longhair is, you know, foundational uh, uh New Orleans, New Orleans piano. midget. Piano He's a midget. He was not a midget, right. um, but he had no, long his, hair. His, his hand gestures. But he was piano, really. Not, was he really a professor? Well, you know, that's, that's like a nickname they used for piano players and right. professors. Okay. You know? All right. But uh, yeah, so so John is a real student of, of that whole school. Who's John? John Grow. Oh, John Grow. <laughs> right, right, right. The guy I played Kennedy Center with yesterday. With Professor Longhair. He plays in that style a lot of times. We, we and what kind of style is that, Professor Longhair? Uh, it's like New Orleans piano style. You okay, know, it's, uh, that's boring. Oh well. All right, whatever. <laughs> Again, a lot of people would disagree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you got? We're on a roll here. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, you know. So. So. Uh, you know, Michael, you 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 split your time between New New York and New Orleans. Yeah, I came down here working on a movie initially, like back in two thousand seven, and and. Spent a lot of time here and met met a few people who are you know those kind of people you meet this person you'll meet everybody you need to know in town kind of right people. right um, so Dana Embry was uh, was my dresser on the oh, movie okay. and and you know just introduced me to a whole bunch of people actually and I met Paul Sanchez through. Uh, because his his <laughs> wife was working on the movie. His wife at the time uh, was working okay. on the movie. Just rode in a in a car up to Baton Rouge with her the other day. Oh, did you with Shelley? She's she's yes. Uh, well, did you fuck her? No, man. <laughs> she's uh, she's friends with Lynn Drury. Yes, yeah. So she you came, fucked her, right? I did not, man. <laughs> again, <laughs> again. <laughs> All right. Um, nor Professor Longhair. Nor Professor Longhair. I actually um, so have a good a good story about the end of that night. So I had to fly early the next morning after this Lynn Drury gig in Baton Rouge. So we play the gig, and she drives me back, drops me at my house. I'm just about to go to sleep. I'm looking for my phone to, uh, you know, put an alarm in. I can't find my phone. I'm like, where's my fucking phone? I, you know, I need to, I'm looking through everything. We go, you know, look it up on, on you know, find my phone app. It's in the bywater. Obviously oh, in Lynn's car. <laughs> oh, shit. So, so... I'm calling Lynn on my wife's phone. Luckily, my wife has her number. It's, yeah. If it had been anybody else, my wife doesn't have any... I don't have her number written down anywhere. You know, we're, right. we're so helpless without that device. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, we're calling Lynn. No answer. No answer. Call, 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 call. No answer. Okay. So we drive to the location. I'm like, well, this is where Lynn lives. This is her building. Uh-huh. Ringing the doorbell. It just goes to her phone. She's also not answering that. My wife says, well, do you see the car? I said, yeah, it's right inside the, that locked gate, at the locked fence, the yard. She goes, well, why don't you jump over the fence? 
<laughs> and break said, into the car. I said, well, you know, she's, she goes, maybe she left the car unlocked. It's like, well, who would leave a car unlocked in, in the bywater, yeah, you really? know, in the middle of the night? Idiots would. So she goes, and I'm, so I'm, I actually walk down the street going, <laughs> and of course, she doesn't respond, and I didn't want to do it a whole bunch, you know. But uh, so I'm finally like, well, let me jump over the fence. I jump over the fence and sure try the door, and it opens. <laughs> <laughs> and I find my phone. Wow. Well, I thought you were going to say you found Lynn there. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. She ultimately does call. She actually like, lives in her car. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. yeah. Turns she just, yeah. But she called, I don't know, half an hour later. But I was thinking, well, she might answer in five minutes. She might answer in six hours yeah. or tomorrow. And I got to right. fly at seven. And, and you know, I'm going to New York City. I can't not have my phone be yeah. out of communication. You're not well, allowed speaking about not City, having right. your phone, did you hear about that company? Uh, uh, I think we talked about I don't know if we talked about this. But that vitamin water, you know, that vitamin water sure. company? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know what that means, vitamin water. It has water. vitamins in it. Yeah, yeah well... Uh, but they were offering anyone to get rid of their smartphone for a year, and they'd pay them $100,000. Oh, I heard this? about that. I didn't know it was vitamin water. But yeah, I it was vitamin that. water. And I thought to myself, I could easily do that. Right. I could easily just not have a phone. So did for, you call them? No, no. On your flip Because I don't have a phone. <laughs> um, um, he just did it. He yeah, just got rid yeah, of his right, phone. Right, it right, didn't right. tell <laughs> smart <laughs> water about it. But speaking about uh, phones and stuff. Okay. You know, Florida, we always make fun of Florida. Well, yeah. They, yeah they're kind of asking yeah. for it. Yeah. And, but Arizona is like the western Florida. Okay. It, Arizona, I think, is the western Florida. And I, 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 I saw this story about something that happened in Arizona where... There's this woman who drowned like 15 years ago in a pool, but she was still like, she was like brain dead, but she was still alive. Okay. You know? Yeah. So they, she was put into, the, by her family, because they, you know, I don't know why they didn't just kill her, you know, just say, you know, that's it. But well, they, they, they've kept her alive for all this fast 15 years, hoping that she'll like wake up and spit out all the miracle. water, yeah, yeah, you know, right. that she drowned with, you know. Okay. Okay. So here's what happened. This woman was in a vegetated state for over 10 years, and all of a sudden, the staff there notices that she's giving birth. Well... She's giving birth in a vegetated state. Well, I mean, that doesn't seem right. Well, no, it's not right at all. (laughs) So someone on that staff went in that room and fucked her. Oh, Jesus. So who who fucks... security here, This is taking a dark turn. Who fucks a vegetable? (laughs) Taking one. (laughs) Who fucks a vegetable? I mean, I I know know, a lot of people, a lot of girls I know have taken vegetables and and stuff like that. So some sick fuck did this to her, and now they're doing a total investigation. A DNA test, I think, would be in order. Well, they're, they're, they're basically taking DNA from everyone who works yeah, at this yeah. facility. Yeah. And so, uh, Nation, uh, uh, we'll find out what happened in yeah, a few... stay posted. We're gonna... Yeah, stay posted. <laughs> we're, you know? we're on the case yeah. of that one. Yeah, I did not hear about that one. Did not hear no. about that story, yeah. man. Well, Have you, your did you your hear Google alerts are just not, not uh, it's, tuned it's, for the it's, right it's words. It's hard. You know, since I've been doing this podcast, I can't even read the news feed, actually, because I, it, it, it takes up so much of my time doing post-production and pre-production yeah. and, and you pre-ejaculation know, and... and you know, well, and the news just takes up too much bandwidth. It, it too, does. It these does. Days. Especially I mean, the news know, that we so have. So, Michael, you like a good joke? Now yeah. to the nation as we <laughs> oh, I know. Speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. You like a good joke, Michael? I do. Okay, here, I got a good joke for you. 
guy walks into a bar and notices this monkey that's trapped in a cage. And he says to the bartender, the bartender goes, don't ask, don't ask. 20, 30 minutes go by, a couple of rounds go by. The bartender says, okay, I'm going to tell you. He lets the monkey out of the cage. And the bartender hits the monkey over the head with a baseball bat. <laughs> okay. And all of a sudden, the monkey goes to the bartender and gives him a, like a massive blowjob. Massive blowjob. And then the monkey leaves. And then the bartender says, is that what you want? He says, yeah, it's, of course that's what I want, but I don't want you to hit me over the head. <laughs> <laughs> Did not see that <laughs> Well, here's a good actor story that was in the news today. So uh, I guess I, now I was playing a gig and otherwise occupied last night. But uh, was it last night that this happened or two nights ago? Christian Bale uh, won a Golden, Golden Globe Gloves. for uh, his Oh, portrayal and your, your boy, Freddie Mercury, won for Best Actor. See, some other the, people like that. Yeah, I, he I cried. He cried. I, I cried a couple of times. It's kind of touching, yeah. you know, but I'm yeah. easily moved, right. you know. But uh, yeah. Manny, he mocks me for it. That's fine. I can take it. Right. But uh, he didn't. He didn't. Concur. He didn't no. like it. He didn't care for it. So anyway, in in his speech, he uh, thanked Satan, and uh, oh, I do. Said, hey, Freddie Mercury thanks Satan. No, 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 no. Christian Bale. Who's Christian? Bale? He Who's Christian he, oh, Batman. Sure, he was he was a Batman, but, but he, he was he, Dick so, Cheney. He was in this Dick movie. Cheney in this movie. Oh, okay. So he was was he like riffing on because everybody always thanks so what, God. So they made a movie their, about Dick Cheney. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Satan it's a, for, it looks great. Now I haven't seen it's, that it one. It is really great. It looks really good. So how? This is insane. Christian Bale, I've seen him go from, like, his normal uh, physique to 90 pounds, almost on the verge of death for that, what was that, the jacket or something? Is that what it was called? I don't remember, but Anyway, but yeah. The mechanic. But then in this movie, was that what it was called? Okay, you might be right. Um, Anyway. (laughs) That was a Charles Bronson movie. You're right, you're right. I'm confusing those guys. in this movie, he's like huge. Yeah. He's like, gets, I think there was there were prosthetics. I am so, sure. But, but yeah. I, he must have. No just one's going to pull up De Niro anymore. Yeah. No one's and anyway, I, was, I haven't yeah. seen the movie, but he really he's looks really like Cheney in, in this movie. Yeah. Cheney, you know, that's the way uh, he really pronounces his name. Cheney. Cheney. Really? Yeah, yeah. Dick Cheney. And you know, uh, Chris Matthews on uh, uh, MSNBC, he always yeah. makes a point of of pronouncing it Cheney, and Cheney. and then he always. Explains that's how he pronounces it. <laughs> because we really want to like make him happy. Well, it's it's just I think he likes it because it sounds goofier, you know. Yeah. But you're just, an actor. You're a big time actor, right? Well, yeah. I'm an actor. But you, I, I, I checked out your uh, history, and my my daughter knows some films that you've done. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people. You know, for the bald head. I I've had a bald head since yeah. since the nineties. Okay, okay, yeah, that's yeah, that's like before, before, before before Billy Corgan, before Michael Stipe, I was shaving my head. Right just, on, man. Just saying. Right on. No, yeah. no, you you might. But have you're been not your... losing your religion like Michael Stipe is. No, yeah. no. Right. Okay. Not, what is your religion? Not, not clear what his religion was yeah. in the first place. I, 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 I was either. raised Catholic. I think that's a metaphor anyway. In yeah. That song. Yeah. 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 I think it has to do with it's more. I did a I did a parody of that Mark Bingham. I did a I did a parody. He would make something up anyway. Yeah. Uh, I did a parody of that song called Losing My Erection. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting soft. I thought that I heard you swallow. I thought that I heard you cough. 
But it was just a dream, my wet dream. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, you actually... I can't believe I hadn't heard that before. Yeah, that's <laughs> a great something in the, parody. in the barrel there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was going to ask so, Michael where he stands on Satan. You know, are you, are you ready to swear to the Dark Lord? Or? <laughs> uh, well, I try not to stand on Satan because he okay. doesn't like it at okay. all when you do. <laughs> <Gotcha>. So <laughs> that's pretty much... So right. you, you believe in Satan. Satan is real. That's what the Leuven brothers yeah, say. I believe in the Leuven brothers. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are the yeah. Leuven brothers? Leuven brothers were were great uh, brother singing team, country music singing team. You know, one of them played uh, mandolin, the other one played guitar. Uh, they sang uh, so high. Do you believe harmonies. that's your religion, the Leuven brothers? Yeah. Oh, we love I, country I, music. Yeah. Mike, no, you're a Jew, a though, so oh, you I, believe in Satan, right? So, so. Well, you know, you're just a converted Jew. You're not a real Jew. That's a real Jew, Manny. In fact, <laughs> no, you're not. A, I mean, come on. Well, look, I, I have a Jewish family. I have two Jewish children. Who's Jew? Well, yeah, on your wife's side, but you were born Catholic, right? I was born Catholic, yes. So you're not, you're a converted Jew. I've been Jewish longer than I was Catholic. Okay, all right. Well, that, 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 that is that, do, is that, yeah, that getting that, anywhere? That no, that so last you time, just, just, to, just to, to stay on this subject for a <laughs> okay. minute, because this is a bit of a you know, touchy subject. So in, in Judaism, it's actually prohibited to, to, point, jack off? to point out that, that someone is a convert, because it's, it's like, oh, it, you know, because they don't consider any difference between someone who's born as a Jew and someone who is a sincere but what are those people who are like half Jewish? Well, there is no such thing. You're either Jewish or you're not. Oh, okay. You All know, right. you may have a Jewish parent. Now, if in Judaism, if your mother is that Jewish parent, you are Jewish. You're cons- it's a matrilineal oh, okay. line. Um, All right. Yeah, so it's yeah. an all or nothing. So, but last night I'm meeting this bit of a freaky guy, and he's going... He's a journalist. Uh, this is at the Kennedy Center gig, and he's it's afterwards, and he's going, "Oh, well, here, what's your name? I want to, you know, friend you on Facebook or, or you know, write you something." He go, and I said, "Renee," and he goes, "He goes, oh, okay. What's your last name? A French last name?" He goes, "You look Jewish." <laughs> but he's kind of a he was a Jewish guy, I could tell, you know. Right. He goes, "You look Jewish," and I was like, "Oh, nice. Thank, You're trying to get him, trying to get on my good side." <laughs> you know, when I was. Uh I was working with Stephen Sondheim, and I think the the biggest compliment he ever paid me one time was after I had done this show, Passion, that's a really emotional, big, heavy-duty show, and he came backstage afterwards, and he had tears in his eyes, and he said, I just... I just can't believe you're not Jewish. Wow. And I thought that's, that's about as high praise as yeah, I man. could possibly get from... I'm very mental like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Manny, is it time for another drink here? Yeah, I guess so. You're a clock on the wall. All right, yeah. Okay, so we'll take a quick break. Be right back. And we're back. So, you know, I I saw this uh, story in the news. Actually, I was woke up in D.C., and it was a nice hotel, and they had a newspaper right outside my door. It was the Washington Post. Pretty good newspaper, man. I tell you what, man. So I brought it with me. You know, not all of it. Not the sports section. Fuck that. I really couldn't care less. But uh, unless it's like some kind of martial art and then I'm into it. But they hardly ever write about boxing or fighting in general. Um, Not anymore. (laughs) If we were back in the 40s, (laughs) I would have been been in my heyday of of, uh, boxing journalism. You and Jack Lundwin would have been hanging out. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) But uh, so I'm reading the whole newspaper. and It's like one interesting article after another. But in this one that I pulled here, there's a psychological phenomenon that explains the confidence of the incompetent. So a political piece. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> I think it's more of a general interest. <laughs> it's not, not so specific to that. It's actually called the Dunning-Kruger effect. 
and it's drawing a surge of interest during the Trump years. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I was about. Gee, that's is it Trump? Is it Trump? <laughs> that's the sub. That's the sub. The <laughs> subhead there. They're saying that they actually did a test, a whole series of tests, but they would give a whole bunch of people an exam, and then they would ask them to predict how well they did on the test uh-huh. after the after afterwards, and the worse people did on the test, the better they thought they had done I, on the test. I had heard about this a long time ago because there was a there was a, a New York Magazine story, and I think they talked about this in terms of uh, looking at American education system versus I think Japan's, and the Japanese would always score themselves far lower than they actually uh-huh. are. And Americans always rate full each other of confidence. so full of confidence <laughs> and just moronic. Moronic. Yeah. So they're saying, like, you know, ignorance more frequently begets confidence than does knowledge. Saying, yeah, so, uh, and, and they go on and on. It's a, you know, six-column story, and it's very, quite interesting. Check it out. Look it up, you know, online. So, but Michael. It, uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, so it, it reminded me, I was... I was recently, uh, I got sucked into my first idiotic Facebook conversation. I've only been on since wow. June. Okay, um, but still, that's, you it's, think I did good, well? it's good that it took you that long okay. to get sucked in. Well, it's, it's going to take me a lot longer to get sucked into the, sucked into the second one because <laughs> I felt like, oh, you know, I got burned once, I'm, I'm, I'm done. So it was someone who was asking, they were saying, like, uh, what is the thing about playing behind the beat ahead of the beat, you know, what does that mean? I'm curious for some musicians to weigh in on this. And this guy writes in, he goes, that's all bullshit, man. That, that's all, that doesn't mean anything. What, that there's no such thing there's as playing. There's no such people. thing as that. He goes, and he goes, and I know because I'm a brilliant drummer. The article explains exactly what happened. That's when I read the article. It's like, that's what made me think of this. And I actually, here's how I got sucked in. Not responding to that guy, but responding to the first query, the first right. question that was presented. I, I said something you know, a, a bit... Sincere uh, and honest. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, so I said something like, like there's an infinite number of ways to slice the beat mm-hmm. and that is part of the divinity of music right which you know i'm i'm a bit that's kind of my that's how i approach things you know, anyway go big you know? or go home you know and then i got a response from the original pot, the guy that posed the question mm-hmm. in the first place and he said yep. well while i appreciate your safe zen answer i was really looking for something uh, you know more Biting, or you know, and I just thought, okay, well, I'm done. I'm what? done with this whole <laughs> now. And I felt like a chump, like because I got sucked into what was already an, an idiotic, you know, a stream of. Yeah. Now the first question is totally legit. Yeah, absolutely. And you could talk about it for hours. I could talk about with it for hours. Actual I, musicians. But I can't you know? write. I, I, you know, I, I don't write like that. I could talk forever, but yeah. on the subject. Yeah, but I mean, that's just. I mean, he wasn't ever actually asking the question anyway. He was just like floating something to get I mean, snarky I think he, comments. No, I think he was sincere in, in that he was looking for someone to explain it to him, but I don't have that kind of time to, to be typing all well, that, but it especially like when you, it starts off so stupid. And, you know. Yeah, but it sounds to me like you did. I mean, because that is actually the answer. It's yeah. Like you, can, you can 
cut it up a million, a yes, million ways. And, and they all have a different effect. And I was, we had this conversation with, with my son, who's a, a you know, musician, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's very talented, but he's not pursuing that as a career. But uh, he's so like, he's well, smart too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's, you know, he's, he's, uh, <laughs> he's watched, he's, he's watched, watched you. Me. Yeah, I like yeah. to say that in, in my family, we have uh, both uh, someone to model yourself after in my wife and a cautionary tale in me. <laughs> Uh, and my son was going, well, that, you know, clearly that's wrong. And I was like, well, yes, Daniel, of course that's wrong. <laughs> you know, the, and they talk about a pocket, right? Yeah. So a pocket, it's not like if you listen, to, if music that's on a grid doesn't sound human, it sounds yeah. like a machine. That's not, does, it's not compelling to other humans, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't swing at all. No, I dated this girl who played in this uh, really good band that I really, I really liked, but they would go in the studio and would just like work for hours and hours and hours on getting the drummer. They would track the drummer first and they essentially tried to get him to play like a drum machine for a verse and a chorus. And then they just cut and pasted oh, that Jesus. for the rest of the song. Uh. And, you know, it had a kind of mechanical, impressive mechanical perfection, but it didn't swing at all. It didn't groove at all. And then they decided to put one track on the, like a, you know, a, a hidden track on the end of the CD for people to discover that was them just playing like live uh -huh. as a band the right. way you heard them when you you know went to see right. them and they were great live but they didn't sound like the records necessarily and uh, and it was just like it was such a mistake to for them to have done that because it made so clear that how the they stuff they released was like really it was yeah, not man. human almost. All right, Michael, you're here for the next twenty minutes. What <laughs> movies should be made into musicals, and what movies should not be made into musicals? Because you're you're like you're like a Broadway performer, right? I I well, have been. Yeah. He's performed yes. in, in in many yeah, arenas. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. All right, so. Um, yeah. Oh man, see, I generally, I generally don't like turning. A movie into a musical. yeah, that's why I agree. Like I agree, I but Broadway has no ideas and Hollywood has no ideas, yeah. so they're just basically you know uh, cannibalizing each ca other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, but you know that that's a lot of them. But people do come up with new ideas. I yeah, mean, they, not lately. Not well, lately. They they are well, there. I mean, Fun Home was Fun a Home. good example. I mean, Man. It, it it was an adaptation of but, a book. Yeah, but, but it was, it, you know, but yeah, the uh, whole subject matter, the whole thing. I can't tell yeah. you how much I love that show, no, man. Thanks. You were so great, and the whole thanks. story. was All right, so well, listen here. Uh, man, fuck that. Jesus, fuck that. Jesus, Manny, what the fuck? What? What? What are you saying? There are as many stories as there are people. Yes. And if there are six million people. Then there are six million stories, you know. Yes, and there's a million. Right, well, I'm not going to read them. I'm not going to read them. All right. But they yeah, here's what it value. comes down to, Michael. You know, fuck this guy right now. <laughs> Nobody has so a sense of humor. <laughs> Nobody has a sense of humor anymore. Nobody has well, a sense of humor. It's getting we hard. clearly have a sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm okay. up with this. <laughs> no. I, I just bumped into a woman. I just bumped into a woman just uh -huh. yesterday. Who had a child? Okay, and we started talking that, about a child and the whole giving the birth, <laughs> a whole giving birth thing right. and all that kind right. of stuff. And we talked about it because you know my wife went through a, a very hard labor and stuff okay. like that. Mm -hmm. And we talked about all this stuff. And I just bumped into this woman like yesterday, 
And she started talking about it. She was very open about it. Mm-hmm. And I was very open about it to hear what she wanted to say. And then she said, you know, at the last second, she said, you know, and I'm breastfeeding. And I said, well, I'd like to see that. <laughs> and she got bent out of shape about it, man. <laughs> Can't imagine. Yeah, yeah, bent out of shape about how, that. How well did you know yeah. this woman? Well, no, I've known her for store, years. Right? Oh, I've known okay. this woman okay. for years. Okay. Nobody has a sense of humor. I did have something I was going to ask Mike a lot, and then you cut me off. Uh, you've been to award shows, right? I have. Yeah, and they're the biggest pieces of bullshit ever, aren't they? I, I Yeah, I they're just Hollywood patting themselves. Uh, New York, it's, Tony Awards, patting themselves. I've had best. fun at some New Orleans yeah, award yeah, shows. Yeah, well, yeah, well, because you, you want. see all your people. Yeah, no, yeah, even yeah. if you don't, you see friends. You yeah, see yeah no, no. Out. Award yeah. shows are the biggest piece of shit ever. But you know, you know what they're good for, at least in the Broadway it's world? A party. Well, about I mean, it. although Besides there's no that. party like at the thing, at least with the Tonys, you know, like there's no... There, you're kind of trapped in your seat for the whole time, so you've got to like sneak in. Because the Tonys get the award shows right. The good thing that the the Tony Awards does for for theater stuff is it it's it's basically a big commercial for for what's going on on Broadway, and sure. it gives people across the country a chance to see these shows that it's a pat on the back. It's a pat on the it's back. It's a pat on the back, yeah. and it's also you know. Uh, Come, come see us when it's you're in town, yeah, kind of yeah, thing. It's a promotional yeah, thing, and I think yeah. that's great, you know. Sure. And I think that's good. I wish they would just do a big variety show and do the awards, like okay. at a dinner where everybody could get drunk and say whatever they want as long as they want. Right. That like would Manny. be fun. Yeah. Like Manny, yeah. Yeah. They should every award show should be like this. Okay, it should be like the Trouble Man podcast. <laughs> that's okay. That you I heard think it from Michael Service. Award show. <laughs> you heard from him first. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have to adopt the Trouble Man podcast for him. I mean. For Format. Um, the ring can hold it. Yeah, yeah. The ring can hold it. Yeah, yeah. You have to limit the. Uh, oh, so so at the uh, Golden Globes, my wife was giving me a quick recap, and our uh, former Troubleman podcast uh, uh, alumnus Scott Peloche was the art director on on Green Book. Oh, wow. so Green Book won. I for, they shot that down here, right? Uh, yes, they did. Yeah. It's a great movie. I, saw I it. still haven't seen it's, it. It's yeah. Did you cry? I d- um, I don't know. Probably. You probably I, like, cry. I cry at the bad news bears. Like I cry, you know, when, when I know, the good stuff I happens know. too. Look, like I, I cry at records. You know. I, oh yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not bawling, but you know, it's it's I'm touched. You know, yeah. it's like I think that makes me more human. I think that is uh, an. Ex- I agree. An it doesn't make you troubled, though. It doesn't make you troubled. Oh, I think it does. Oh, really? Deeply troubled. I, I think I think it's, so, it's an expression all right. of all like, right, whatever you, know, you want to say. My complexity. Yeah. Um, uh, so, but anyway, back to my point, Manny, uh, is, uh, so Green Book won for best musical or comedy. It was a musical, Green Book? Because he plays he in the He plays film? music, and there is music, but it's not a musical. Okay. Bohemian Rhapsody uh, won for best, best picture, picture, which is a musical. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't know. Why That's <laughs> bizarre. It is bizarre. That makes no sense I mean, to I me like, both movies were great. I mean, that's great. But... I mean, I have a problem with the the fundamental premise of competition in the creative in art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fields, it's a weird thing, know? right? Yeah, it's art like, is not a competition. If, if you want, <laughs> if you wanted to give like five people the job of making a Queen movie, and then say which one made the best Queen movie, that would be a competition. maybe that would be yeah, a competition. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, you're always you're almost always comparing apples to oranges, and and it just doesn't. 
fundamentally. But Michael, I grew up in L.A. in high school. Really, tons of friends whose parents were Academy members. Yeah, you know, I went to West High. Hearing of this, but yeah, go on. And and (laughs) and you know what? The the voter turnout for who's going to vote for this? And you know who voted? The gardeners and the maids. Okay, well, they voted for they the, were the best ones who, like, because actually went to see. Yeah, stuff. no, no, because they ran the, the Academy, mem- oh. Academy members were in Europe or Russia or South America, and they said, "Here, Estelle, uh, Maria, vote." Yeah, we don't want to deal with this. Yeah. So it's, it's bullshit. Well, I was, I was always told that, that people vote first against the people they don't like sure then That's for the I people they do. do like and then <laughs> third for what they actually you know oh, okay. think maybe should win like when they when they don't like or dislike somebody right. then they'll think about like whether like it actually the real deserves answer. it or not yeah. yeah now michael this this brings up another question that you can answer so you you've worked on a ton of productions to me as an outsider and, and, you know, I have some friends in the, in the business. Now, as hard as everyone works on all of these, whether it's a Broadway production or a television show or a movie, right. and as good and as talented as everyone is, it seems like there are still so many opportunities for something to go wrong. Like, it can be 98% great, and the, that last 2% can sink it. Yeah. That, is that... Is it's, that heartbreaking for you? When, you know? Well, it just, I think it makes you just take a much bigger view of the whole thing. A longer arc view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's, it's really true. Like, you can, you can start with a great script, you get a great cast, you get a great director. Mm-hmm. There, there's sort of like no way that this can't be right. great. And then Somehow. For, for ways that, that you can't ever see as, as it's happening because you're just looking at like every little decision along the way. It's right. like, and maybe, you know, maybe there's a, a compromise that's made because it's a collaborative, they're sure. all collaborative art forms yes. and you've got to give everybody, a, you know, a voice in the room. And little by little, you drift further and further away. And uh-huh. I think the, the people, the, the directors who are able to sort of keep an eye on on that the whole time or the right. producers or whoever it is right. who's kind of in charge you know they're the ones who probably are the smartest people and able to 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 bring all of that stuff together in a way that works but um but the other thing too is that you'll have things that are a fantastic success and just never make any money like sure. they 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 create the thing that everybody in the room wanted to create and and it's wonderful, and decades later, maybe it'll be appreciated, you know, or right. generations but later. But don't you think, Michael, I mean, I, I'm, I, I love film. I've mm-hmm. been a film fanatic my whole life. But don't you think now that there's just too many producers? You look at a film, you look, you're watching a film. I go to theater, and I see, like, 20 producers. Yeah. And I think that's the downfall of movie making. I, I agree with you, and I yeah. think it's also a problem with, theater and with with yeah. anything because i yeah. think when you get too many people everybody yeah. has to justify their yeah. paycheck so everybody yeah. has to have an opinion because they do or not i saw this great interview with roman polanski mm-hmm. and he said and it was talking about chinatown mm-hmm. and chinatown is one of the perfect movies ever made perfect screenplays ever and and polanski said he looks at movies today we're talking like late 90s or and there's 20 producers in a film. And he had the best answer for that. He says, there's an old Polish saying, 
There's too many cooks in the kitchen. Nobody eats. Right. Yeah. And 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 that's so true because yeah. I watch movies today, and I don't, I don't go to the theater much anymore. I just wait for it to come on my television <laughs> to be turned into a yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. But I see like movies, and there's 20 producers, and the movie sucks. The movie fucking I mean, but there, sucks. The nice thing about you know the the modern uh, uh, technological world is there there are now ways for that one person to make their you know yeah, to but, shoot their film and get it. I mean, it's, but the whole problem is there's 20 producers and they all want their say. They yeah, all want their yeah, say. Yeah, but they're but they're, I th- I feel so like So you think there's too many producers, man? Is that your point? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just clarifying. Just clarifying. There's too many okay. producers. Now you, I'm sorry, Michael, I interrupted you. Well, no, yeah. but I I I think I agree and I think yeah. that's true and I think that's true in theater. I think it's true in film. I think it's true in record producing. I think, you know, any anything that 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 dilutes the, you know, the original intention you know the the story you're trying to tell the the song well, you're because trying to make, there's one the, producer and he he decides i'm going to get this one guy this one director could be polanski it, be, it could be fucking scorsese and he's going to make my vision come true right. but if you have 20 producers well michael isn't it true that a lot of these people that are credited as producers they're producers in name only they're they're yeah. finance people and they're not actually there giving their two cents yeah but that they want all true. their say they want their say you uh, know they okay, want well, their say i'm not sure that's true but I, well right, I, right. I mean i think the truth is somewhere kind of in between that because okay. yeah there definitely well, are a lot where of you people are, right in between us <laughs> i'm that's, literally yes. in between you guys um <laughs> But I, but I, but I agree with your fundamental point, which is that that like art by committee is oh, is yeah, yeah. usually crap. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Are you done now? <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> wow! Really? <laughs> God, my Manny, I'm not sure I like this new protocol, man. What's your protocol? Well, so uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, okay. All right. You're not leaving us. Okay. I'm not leaving you. He's, he's not going to do a Jack Klugman. He's, yeah, yeah. You know, we actually had a guest. He was one of our best guests. In that, he, I like when when surprising things happen uh-huh. on the podcast. And we had a guest who, at about this stage in the podcast, maybe a couple minutes earlier, uh, Manny was going to get a third a third round, uh-huh. and. I was doing a, a bit of a PSA, you know, which I, I could do now. I'd say, like, you know, if you're, uh, if you're out there listening to the uh, Troubled Men podcast, please, uh, you know, like us on Facebook. Subscribe. Don't make us beg for every download, for Christ's sake. You know, just go, just, just subscribe on, on All iTunes. All right, get over with it. Yeah, I yeah, do. yeah, yeah. What happened? What happened? God bless you, Michael. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, that, I can't tell you how... how that how much that warms my heart because I respect you so much. You're so talented. And the fact that you are actually one of our <laughs> very few subscribers <laughs> that it makes you, it gives me gives me hope that it, it makes me want to keep, continue to do it because you know when the iguanas started it wasn't numbers it was quality of yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that's, that's just what we were talking about okay. yeah. yes exactly. yeah. And um, um, so, so, so yes, we're we're gonna uh, up your subscriber numbers. And oh, so this guest, while you're doing the PSA, oh yes, yes, he. Uh, hey, baby, how are you? Come here. I know that girl. There's a surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Come here. That's uh, all right. Come here. Char- Charlie Musselwhite's daughter. Okay, we've got stars yeah. upon stars here. <laughs> Do you know Michael Cerberus? Uh, I'm doing a podcast doing here. A podcast, so, man. What's your name? Layla. Le- Layla Musselwhite. Manny Chevrolet. Charlie Musselwhite's daughter. You know, I, did a, I, t- I told Layla about how I did a, a, a record with, with her father one time. Yeah. And I ran into him at a gig. And I was saying, oh, Charlie, you know, I played on this record of yours. It was after you were done. I, I was called in to, to replace all the bass. And he goes, oh, yeah, which one? And, and I told him, and he goes, oh, yeah, I had a lot of problems with that guy. <laughs> but then I told Layla that story. And she goes, that's one of my favorite records that my dad ever made. <laughs> Love Keith Keller. No, he's, look, there's, uh, you know, there's so many people we've lost in New Orleans or in my life. I was talking Just about yesterday. another one. Well, yeah, yeah, I know, Todd Duke, yeah, it's, 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 it's heartbreaking. But so I was talking about uh, um, uh, Jeff Sarley. I don't know if you know Je- no. knew Jeff Sarley. He was a great bass player. Um, uh, he, uh, he was from D.C., uh-huh. played with John Mooney, played with, like, um, whole, tons of people. Great oh, bass see. player, passed away, sweet guy. And then I was, I'm not going to mention the person's name who I would have traded five of for one Jeff Sarley, mm-hmm. but you know that if I, if I get on that line of thinking, it's like, you know, okay, I'd like Jeff Sarley back, I'd like Alex Chilton back, I'd like Kelly yeah. Keller back, I'd like Keith Keller back, yeah. and you know, there's, there's people I'd be willing to horse trade, <laughs> yeah. but you know, it's not my, it's not, I'm not <laughs> it's, God. It's not yours to say. <laughs> it's not mine to say, it's not my decision. <laughs> However, if anyone's asking. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll definitely tell you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, all right, please come. Okay, well, all right, see, you see, trouble in the podcast. We got, we got, uh, we got, uh, oh, you know, chicks dig me, guys dig me, you know. I'm, I'm a likable person, unlike some. Uh, but, uh, oh, so, so you guessed the surprise Yes, yes. Element. So, so as I'm doing this, he, he gets up and I'm, he's actually, he's talking. He's, he's talking to me kind of off mic, but mm-hmm. I'm just trying to focus and, you know, spit my thing out mm-hmm. while Manny's at the bar. And uh, then he, his chair pulls out and he starts walking and I'm just doing this thing and, and he passes Manny and, and you hear Manny off mic go, oh, hey, wait, wait, where are you going? And you, you hear him way off mic like, oh, and then the guy's walking he's for the gone. door. <laughs> And uh, no, so he, he the guy must say, uh, I don't know something. I'm I'm gonna go home. And Manny goes, Oh no, we're gonna give you a ride. And he, uh, and then Manny comes back. He goes, He's gone. He just walked out the front door. <laughs> he he left his bag. He left everything here. <laughs> he left his Troubleman podcast sticker, which that reminds me. What? There's a sticker. That reminds me. There's look, man. All this and a sticker. We too? have prizes. Yes, yes, Holy yes, yes, yes. Cow. So I'm going to present Michael awesome. with uh, his own Troubleman podcast sticker. Guitar case. Here, let's give you two because you're a quality I've got, guest. I've got several guitars. Got several guitars. We'll take three, man. Give, <laughs> give one to uh, you know. Give one to uh, to uh, Allison. Uh, yeah. You know. So get back Pull to Allison. Kim's, Kim's head. Okay. Back to uh, to Allison Bechtel. Uh, yes. I was telling you the story oh, the last yeah. time I saw you. Yeah. Um, I was looking for a photograph of myself for something, and I was looking on Google because I, I knew it was on, on Google. So I was doing a Google images search, and I'm filing through these, filing, 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 and then I see a picture of <laughs> Alison Bechtel, which 
Google Images thinks is we th- <laughs> thinks, thinks you me are, the and same people. are the same person. <laughs> well, you know, I haven't ever seen you in the same place at the same time, so I'm okay. not saying. <laughs> okay, well, it might be possible. Because oh, I I remember you telling me that, and I and I'm trying to figure out whether whether I you know should should send that to Allison and tell her about it or you not. Send her a picture of me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'll, I'll sure. give you one that looks like that. <laughs> I, I took it as a compliment because I, yeah. I love her. I, She's so talented. So after we saw, Fun Home. yeah, after we saw Fun Home. Uh, Doug bought the the graphic novel. Oh yeah, we had he had it in the van. We oh, passed cool. it around. We all read it. Oh it yeah, great, it's man. amazing, isn't it? Yeah, so great. What a great story, man. Yeah, and, and she has a very interesting story that isn't really even told in the the. Uh, in, in that, in, in, in no, because that, that book's really about her father and right, and right, right, their relationship, which you yeah. play, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful story and a story that, that, the remarkable thing about it was that people from every walk of life could relate to it. Like everybody has has had that ride in the car with their mother or father, you know, somebody important where something has to be said and it just never gets said. And, and, and I had so many people come up after the show and say, you know, my, fi- my family was nothing like that, like that family, but my family was exactly like that yeah, family, yeah, you know. Right. And that's the details the, are different, but the yeah. dynamic was the yeah. same. And the thing that, that I think is so beautiful about what she wrote and what they made out of the play was that it was, it was so inclusive. And you could come from any political leaning and any uh, you know, gender definition, any, anything. It was just somebody, the best, the best explanation of it I heard was, you know, it's, it's, the show's not for everybody. Um, it's only for people who've ever been a mother or a father or a son or a daughter. <laughs> that's kind of what it is. Yeah, man. Now I cried in that, Manny. If you, just, if you must know, I teared up at, at, at the, in that. I think even that. Manny would cry at that. Uh, fun home? Yeah, fun home. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was quite touching. In fact, I was looking around. The, the, all the, I think we had, you had four out of four. Yeah, fun home. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Because we're sensitive humans, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And we're all sons or visits. daughters or you know, fathers yeah. or mothers. Sometimes at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feels like yeah. It anyway. Good luck with that, <laughs> yeah. guys. Okay. All right, man. You think it's about time to uh, to wrap this up? Well, Michael, thank you so much, man. Oh. Thank you for all of your patience. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, for you're me. a good guest. <laughs> he's a yeah? good guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, I, he, we could have Michael back because you know, Michael, we could just talk about like not him because he could just he would be happy to just talk about other stuff I would be happy to talk about anything yeah yeah alright well good well, luck you, to you, that you've gotten a lot of word, <laughs> words in edgewise you know a lot of times yeah. our guests don't get this we don't let I mean, them you talk know, this it's, much <laughs> it, it, it takes some some work takes some effort yeah, but yeah. It's, well, it's good <laughs> I appreciate the effort alright so you know it's uh, on the Troubleman podcast subscribe, we always say subscribe, subscribe yes subscribe. Uh, uh, Trouble never ends, but the struggle continues. Good night.